1: Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfi with REMAX, the Golfi team. Welcome to the Golfi Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition with host Rick Zamprin.
0: Good
2: morning, and welcome to the first show of 2023. This is the Golfi Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Zamprin alongside Rob Golfi, sales representative, REMAX's Scartman Realty, the Golfi team. You know where to find them online, robgolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I. Com. Get the number one REMAX team in Canada on your side. 905-575-7700. And you can also follow the Golfie team on social media, whether it's TikTok or Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. They are all over the social media game. Uh, yeah, 2023 has arrived. There's a lot of things that we're going to talk to in terms of, uh, I guess, new rules or regulations that apply to the new year. We'll get into condos in the toronto market and there is a suggestion that we could see an overwhelming number of condo units up for grabs in the not too distant future we're going to talk about smoking in apartment units and whether or not your landlord can stop you uh but uh, we'll also get into some stats as well from 2022 before we get to all of that rob happy new year how are you
1: Happy New Year to you too and everyone else. Uh, fantastic. I, I was away on, uh, between Christmas and, uh, New Year's and, uh, the whole family, we all went to, uh, I guess Grenada. Is that the right pronunciation of that? Uh, Grenada. And, uh, we were in the middle of all that, uh, chaos of Sunwing Airlines. Oh, no. Uh, at the airport. Oh. So we get there uh to pearson international and and actually we left on christmas day and 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 it was the only way the only flight i can get the only trip that we can book uh i don't like flying out on christmas day because we like to spend christmas day together with the family but we get there and it's just crazy just jammed with people everybody's not knowing where to go you know, you, you 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 know, you stay in line and you're thinking you're in the right line, and you find out an hour later, oh no, this is not that line, this is another line. Uh, and then uh, when you're handing in your luggage, uh, their their conveyor belts weren't working, so they're just throwing luggage everywhere in the middle, like the open area where everybody's waiting, <laughs> and and we're going, oh boy, this is not good. And uh, so so we just had to have faith. So we get the um, flight leaves two hours later. We get on the plane, we get, we land in, uh, Grenada. And as we going through to get our luggage in, uh, in Grenada, uh, half the plane did not get their luggage. Oh no! Half. Yeah. So out of our group, my group, my family, five of us did not get luggage. Oof. And, uh, yeah, so, so it was, uh, it was, it, I mean, you know what, it wasn't as bad as I thought it could be because, um, you know, if you don't have your literally you have zero luggage and and you're thinking it's going to come back the next day or not it didn't it didn't come back at all but but you kind of made because it's sun weather and you know you can buy you know a couple of shorts a couple of uh t-shirts and and some flip-flops and stuff like that you can get away with not spending as much but uh but yeah a lot of people did not have their luggage at our resort and you should have seen you know i've never seen so many people wearing the same bathing suit and the same <laughs> shirt at a resort over and over again <laughs> <laughs> over. You know what it, you know what it was? It was just everybody went into the, uh, the gift I, I guess the, the gift shop. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, there was only, a two or three to choose from. So <laughs> everybody picked the best looking one and, and it seemed like everybody in the resort, like quite a few people had the same shirt and same shorts. And then you you would go up to the guy, Oh yeah, you lost your luggage. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. You lost your luggage. We go up to another guy. You lost your luggage. And the guy goes, No, I kinda liked it. Everybody was wearing <laughs> this, so I bought it. <laughs> it sounds like the trip uniform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going it must be pretty cool to wear this I go. it was just pretty it was pretty funny pretty funny um so we get back uh and we fly back uh, we don't have our luggage yet and the next day uh they announced on the on the on the website and also on the plane that you know you can call her and you can pick up your luggage the next day hopefully it's sorted out in, in three four different warehouses so we went back the next day and picked it up i said uh, to my wife and kids, I said, let's not go first thing in the morning. Everybody's going to be like, just, it will be lineups. So we went at, uh, I think five, six o'clock at night and it was pretty good. We, we, we got in and it took us about an hour to get all our, all, all our luggage back. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was, different, definitely something I never experienced before. I never lost my uh, luggage before. Um, it, uh, it, this was the first time. So, and thank God it was in a resort with sunny weather. But now can you imagine going to cold weather uh, areas? Like, no yeah, it, it, would, it, it would have been more expensive to buy more clothes. The other thing that happened while I was away, um, so and I'm thinking, OK, I had a frozen pipe, uh, a pipe freeze, So that burst it. So I had a water had a water issue on one of my properties. And then, uh, and then a leaky, uh, a leaky roof on, uh, one of my properties. See, you know how things go, eh? Mm-hmm. So you just don't know. So I got the leaky roof fixed before this heavy rainfall that we had on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Um, so that was taken care of. Um, the, uh, now I just got to assess, figure out how much it's going to cost me the damages in the basement for, uh, this one property I have. I may end up just paying, I, I, I think it's less than $5,000 damage. Uh, I just pay it myself to put through insurance because you just don't want your insurance premiums to go up. Right. But otherwise, everything else went well. And I wasn't too, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't too worried about... Um, I don't get wound up and worried, uh, caught up into uh, disasters like a pipe freezing and stuff like that. Um, I guess because I'm not living there that uh, it's somebody else is, but uh, I'm not sure if that's what it is. But I, I usually... Um, you know, we take care of it right away. soon as I find out, mm-hmm. we shut the water, boom, and try to get things fixed up right away. But, but, uh, but things happen while you're away. And the thing is, all my kids were gone with me, and I didn't have anybody. I had to find other people to, to look after things while I was, uh, was away when uh, these things were happening.
2: That's a little so, wild. But L- otherwise. Literally, when it rains, it pours. It It does. It rain when it rains, it
1: pours. That's for sure. <laughs> but the stats—did you did you see the stats I got you for the uh, first quarter versus the uh, fourth quarter? Yes. There's a lot of red on this page. There, there is. And also, um, we like—I mean, I did the 10-year stats on this thing. I do it at the January. We send it out. You're going to get it in the newsletter in the next 10 days. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, from 2013 to 2022, housing prices increased uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, in some cases, you know, like 170%, 200%. Uh, so obviously house prices go up, but, but the two, the 2022 numbers that I've got on here, Rick is based on January to December average. Yep. Okay. So I don't think the 2022 are really good representative of the 2022 numbers, but I'm going to put them out there anyway, because the first quarter of 2022, the numbers were so high that it just skewed the the, the whole rest of the year. So what I did was is I did the average in the first quarter versus the average in the fourth quarter. So if you look in Hamilton, in the first quarter, um, you, look, you look at the average sale price. Now, this is proper Hamilton. This is not Stony Creek, Ancaster. This is proper Hamilton. Right. Uh, the average price in, in Hamilton uh, in the first quarter was 800, 849000 In the fourth quarter, it's it $648,000, down 24%. Mm-hmm. That's more of an accurate number of what the average sale price is. Now, in, uh, you can see in Burlington, it's down 23%. Brantford, Brantford took the the, the biggest uh, brunt, uh, 27% down. Like Brantford, in the first quarter of this year, uh, well, Bur- look at Burlington. Burlington in the first quarter of this year was a uh, 1,350,000, and right now, it's just about just a little above a million dollars. So they took a 23% hit down, uh, in, down in average sale price. Uh, Brantford down 27%. And uh, St. Catharines down twenty six percent, Niagara Falls down twenty four percent from the first quarter versus the last quarter of two thousand twenty two. Well in twenty three percent, Oakville down twenty percent. But look at Toronto, only down mm-hmm. twenty percent. Toronto 10%. those numbers they stay yeah, it's not like they didn't get like I don't they didn't get as much of a hit as like other outside of the uh the GTA. And um but like like you know i it's it, and i figured i don't know rick what your your opinion on doing the first quarter versus the last quarter of 2022 just gives more of a realistic number mm-hmm. in my opinion that's yeah, all I, I don't know uh, what
2: i certainly think the comparisons of quarter 2 3 and 4 are are going to be much more in line with what we see i think going forward as you mentioned that january yeah. february march period of 2022 there's still a lot of activity it was you know, basically April, 2022, when things really, you know, started to cool off, or at least we were, you know, getting a sense of, you know, the, the downward spiral, but to the Toronto point, you know, the, the average price in Toronto was 1.175. It's now 1.054, just down 10%. But my guess is, you know, Toronto has kind of plateaued, especially with so many homes and condos on the market. We didn't, we didn't necessarily see a massive price drop.
1: No, it just, uh, it, like, it, it looked like it held its own. So Toronto, I mean, it, like, I, I, you know, I think that anybody that bought a house, you know, five years ago, even 10 years ago, like, look at that Toronto, uh, in 2013, if you purchase the average sale price was $509,000 <laughs> wow. in, in 2013. Now in 2022, let's forget about the chart that I have based on the full year, but in 2022, the average in the in the fourth quarter, the average price was a thousand a million fifty four thousand. See how house prices doubled? Hmm. See how that, that shows there? Yep, absolutely, Rick? It's pretty wild. You know what I mean? So, it's uh, you know, house prices double every ten years. Everybody. So no matter you know where you are in the marketplace.
2: Yeah, if you owned a home in Welland 10 years ago, it's up 253%. I think that's the highest increase on this list, which is absolutely maddening. Uh, Lots to come on the show, including coming up next, we're going to talk about some new policies that have come into into effect in this new year. also get into some of the condos that are set to flood the market in Toronto. What impact will that have here in Hamilton? Well, we'll discuss that as well here. Coming up on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Sampron with Rob Golfy, sales representative, REMAX, Escartman Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905 575 7700. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, you got to call the number one REMAX team here in Canada. They're also Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's robgolfi.com. Find them on Twitter and TikTok, Instagram and Facebook as well. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfi team that you would like Rob to answer on a future program, send them an email, questions at robgolfi.com. It's the new year that means new rules are in effect when it comes to... Uh, the housing market. Do you want to identify anything in particular that you think could be really good or perhaps potentially bad for the home buying industry? Well, so
1: the one thing is they now that's kicked in is the two year foreign uh, investment ban on things. So we're already putting forms together to cover ourselves so that we don't get in trouble selling a house to somebody that shouldn't be buying a house because they haven't uh, that because of the two year ban. So we're we just want to make sure that like there's realtors out there that are going to sell a house to somebody, the the uh, the buyer is not going to disclose who they really are, yeah. And you're going to have to make everybody sign something so that you cover yourself. Say, hey, listen, you said you weren't, uh, you know, a foreigner, but you are, and you bought a house through me, and I can get fined ten thousand dollars. So you know, there's there's another document that we're creating that we have to have our sellers sign. And just to cover ourselves, because nobody wants a ten thousand dollar fine for somebody else's, uh, you know, uh, and and we don't know what their status is. Like, I mean, I mean, we've sold houses to everybody, and and we're a multicultural country, so, like, how do you verify? I mean, everybody speaks English very well. Um, it, you you would think they're you know from here for a long time, but you but they could just got off the airplane, you know, a week ago, and you're selling them a house, and you don't know it, right? Like it's. You know, so that that policy there um, is something that uh, that I don't think is going to make a difference in the marketplace. I really don't. And I think they mentioned it was like less than four percent of uh, the foreign buyers are in Canada and most of them in uh, B.C. and uh, probably Toronto. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we'll, I don't think it's going to I don't think there's going to be a big effect in in prices you know, coming down or, or staying put, uh, you know, to help, uh, the Canadians that are here to keep the prices from going up in pr- in price. I don't think that's going to be a factor as, um, I don't know, like it's just, uh, so that's impl- implemented now for 2023.
2: One of the things I thought about with this foreign home buyers ban is what's to stop someone, uh, and I'm I'm thinking of a family setting. You have, I don't know, an uncle, a grandparent, whatever, a family member in another country, and they deposit a big chunk of cash in your bank account. You then go buy a home, and then that individual moves into the home. I mean, is is that okay? I'm guessing it is.
1: It, there's always loopholes, Rick, right? yeah. always loopholes, and, and that's going to be one that somebody's going to do. And basically, you know, they'll go to the government. Listen, I bought this house. This is my house, but I had to buy it through my my relative, my cousin, my uncle, or or brother, or whatever, and um, they'll put it in their name and then eventually transfer the name, and then it's done. So it, it, I I honestly don't think it, it's not going to affect anything to do with real estate. They're just trying to just trying to make it more uh, less competitive uh, for you know I guess Canadians that are you know here that already have their citizenship and that been here for more than two years. So. Um, well, you won't see it in, I don't think you'll see this as much in the, uh, Hamilton Halt Niagara, uh, Brantford region more, maybe in Toronto, it might affect a little bit, but not enough to make it, uh, to make it noticeable. That's my opinion.
2: Another new rule is, and I'm sure investors and house flippers will really want to pay attention to this, is that the tax man is going to be taking a whole lot of cash out of their hands if they flip a property in less than 12 months time. Do you think this is going to have a big impact?
1: i think that will have a, a bit of an impact because I, I know there's guys out there that uh flip properties and they probably flip three four or five properties a year so they uh but but i mean but they're in the business of doing that but now there are some people that buy a house they say they move into it and then they move out and they try to get the capital gains for you those guys um they're gonna have to make a decision what they they're gonna they're, they're not gonna be buying as much as they were before they're they're not uh, because now if they're paying a, a lot of taxes, their net income on some properties could be only maybe twenty thousand dollars, and all the labor and everything that they put into it um, may not be worth earning twenty thousand dollars. They probably thought they're going to earn forty thousand or fifty thousand, but they're going to be taxed on that. Um, you'll see a little bit um, you'll you'll see a little bit of a difference in that, but the regular house flippers that do that on the as as their business, they'll just continue doing it. And uh, they're just going to pay more taxes, possibly on it. But um, but yeah, it, uh I think they had to do something about that. Um, it just you know nobody moves every six months or every year, so it just uh, and they were taking advantage of the system. And and good for them that that they were able to. But now they're stopping that.
2: There are some uh, I guess loopholes or other areas in which investors can um, still not pay tax if they flip a property within. Twelve months, and some of those, I guess, disposition of properties as they call it, include uh, the death of somebody in their household, uh, a household addition like a birth or a family member coming to to live with them, uh, a separation, um, items about personal safety. So if there's a uh, domestic violence or a threat of, uh, they can get out of you know paying paying this tax, disability or illness, employment change, insolvency, and voluntary disposition. So. I, I'm assuming that some investors, if they are smart and they can play the system, so to speak, might uh, not have to pay that full tax. That'll be interesting to watch. Well,
1: they might be able to get away with it one year, but I don't That's think they true. Can continuously get separated by unless they get a new girlfriend every year. Yeah, you know, or I don't. Boyfriend re- I don't recommend. I don't recommend
2: that. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing yeah. we, we've talked about this on the show before is this cooling off period in BC. So. In British Columbia right now, if you uh, commit to buying a home, you have a three-day cooling-off period. Um, do you like this, and, and should we bring it here in Ontario? I, I think it's going to
1: cause a lot of problems, and you're going to see B.C. go through this, but we won't see it right away. We'll see it in the next market when there's a boom market, mm-hmm. uh, just because of the fact right now the market's balanced and you know everything's you know offers. It's taking a little longer to get offers on homes. But I think it's gonna hurt the uh, the seller more than it's gonna help the seller. Uh, and, and then the buyer, you're gonna get investors out there putting five offers on five different houses and they could get accepted on all five and make a decision which one they want. And now you just put four other uh, people, sellers on hold and waiting for this buyer that put five offers on five different houses to make a decision whether he wants your house or not. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to cause a lot of problems that way. And people are going to put high offers. They're going to put like, so they're not afraid to put an offer, you know, $50,000, 100000 and then try to renegotiate before they uh, say, before their three day period. I think it's going to cause more problems in the market that we just came from. Um, I get the cooling off period. I, under, I, I, I totally believe, believe that, you know, sometimes people make decisions, but I think they need to be with the right person. And make that decision. They gotta really know what they're doing. But the cooling off period is gonna cause problems for sellers. So they're just gonna now. The problem was the buyers paying too much and 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 buying under pressure. Now the sellers are gonna lose out and uh, and and lose opportunities out there from other buyers that wanted the place but they didn't get it because they bid high high enough. But meanwhile, the buyer that did bid high enough is trying to renegotiate or walk away from the deal and it just kind of makes the listing stale after and causes causes a lot of problems and i'm not for the cooling off period on this and i know condos the condos when people buy condos there's a 10-day cooling off period that they can walk away from it but i think that's a little different because when they're selling a condo building of 300 units there's 300 units there there's yeah. you know it's not like it's hurting the uh the uh the developer
2: well, the one thing I thought of was, and you kind of referenced it, is, you know, you have a home that's for sale. You have 10 people bidding on this home. Uh, the person who wins the bid says, you know what, after the three-day cooling-off period, now I'm not interested anymore. Meantime, the nine others have gone on to look at something else and might have already said goodbye to any thought of of buying that home. A- and the other part of it is, too, and this really gives an advantage to the buyer, is what is stopping someone from you know, putting in a bid on, on two or three properties, um, you know, obviously the bank might look at their finances and say, you know, you can't do that, but that could tie up multiple properties with one investor or one, uh, prospective home buyer.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, it just, uh, I, th- and that's what, that's what's going to happen with this, with this, uh, uh, this new, um, what do you call it? Cool. Uh, it. a mandate that they're putting, uh, and I think, I think, uh, it's, you know, and, I, and, and Tim Hudak with the Ontario uh, Real Estate Association, he, I don't think he's a big fan of it either. Um, he feels that it's going to cause more problems. I mean, there, there, there are ways, but if, if, now, if I was, now, if I was a seller of, of this and, and I'm living in British Columbia and my agent says, you know, this guy, you know, he, he's got the highest offer, but he, he can walk away from it after three days for the cooling off period. I would tell my agent, listen, let's t- let's accept three offers on the house. You know, the second offer uh, must have a clause in it saying being released from a previous op- uh, agreement of purchase and sale if it doesn't firm up, and then the third offer again, you know, saying uh, the first two offers must be, you know, uh, agreed upon that uh, that they're walking away from the deal. So. You, you have to accept three offers on every deal now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that, that if the first guy walks away, you got the second one. If the second guy walks away, you got the third one. So it's just, uh, just going to cause problems like that. And, and that's the only way you're going to combat this, uh, this new uh, law that uh, British Columbia, the cooling off period that they're in, implementing in, uh, in British Columbia.
2: We got a new. Uh, we got a few minutes left in this um, in this segment, but we have some new information, or at least a suggestion that there's going to be a, a record number of condo units up for grabs in Toronto this year, as the market continues to to shift and, and be tweaked. If that happens, is that going to have a big impact, either positive or negative, here in Hamilton? Um, I don't know if it's going to have a negative in
1: Hamilton. Um, I do think it's going to be tough a negative impact for a lot of these developers because these people bought these properties probably three to five years ago. And now they're like, I mean, they started construction probably four years ago. Now these properties are gonna be ready this year, right? So four years ago, three years ago, interest rates weren't as high as they are now. Now, now it's coming up to the closing time. Now buyers, and a lot of them are investors, uh, have to go in and uh, go to their bank and say, hey, listen, I bought this condo. It's gonna be available, what, you know, can I get approved? And a lot of them aren't gonna get, get approved for it. So, what's, and, and they wanna rent these out and they're losing 700 to $1,000 a month if they're gonna rent them out because of the high interest rate. So you're gonna see some people walking away, you're gonna see some people trying to reassign these deals to other people, but then the people aren't gonna want them because they're too much money. So these, guys, these people that did buy these may end up losing the deposit and they may end up selling them for less if they got fifty thousand dollar deposit and in there, they may sell it, sell, reassign it to somebody else for fifty thousand less. But it, it's uh, it, it's it's going to be tough. There will be a lot of condos coming up for sale that a lot of people won't be able to close on or don't want to close because of because of the the prices have come down. Appraisals are coming in on these properties when they uh, they take possession or are going to take possession because the banks want the appraisal and the appraisals aren't coming in as much as what they. Bought them for three, four years ago. So, so there's going to be a lot of uh, condos available. A lot of developers are going to they're they're going to be selling them off at fire sales. So there'll be probably some good deals coming up uh, in the condo market uh, coming up in uh, this year in the mid year for sure.
2: This is all according to data from uh, Urban Nation Inc. It's uh, a, a data and condo research firm. It says about thirty two thousand condos. In Toronto and in the surrounding area, the the GTA are going to be up, uh, up for grabs, and that is higher than the previous record high of twenty two thousand and change. So nearly ten thousand more than the previous record high in terms of the available condos in the Toronto market. That's that's a lot of condominiums.
1: Oh, it is, it is, and so there's going to be some good deals out there, and uh, there might be an opportunity there uh, there for people to grab. I mean, I mean, the developers are going to end up selling them for a lot less. The, buyers that bought these and put deposits down they're going to lose their deposit or maybe get sued for it they you know developer may say hey listen i can't take the brunt of this hit i'm going to sell these and if i sell them for a lot less than what uh, we agreed on price there these developers will go after these buyers and uh, and sue them for the for the difference that they lost because i mean these these guys are in business to make money right they're uh, they don't want to go bankrupt uh, you know because these guys are, are leveraged pretty high these developers you know building these big high towers in the, in the city of Toronto
2: is we got about a minute here. If someone here in Hamilton is interested in, um, you know, investing in a Toronto condo, would you recommend it? Investing in a condo in another city? Um, you know what? I don't think it's, it's not that bad. I'm not a big condo uh,
1: investor. That is, uh, but I think in, you can invest in condos in any city in Canada, and the United States, because it's pretty well easy maintained and you can find uh, somebody that'll, uh, that will, that will, maintain it and, and, and be the, uh, uh, maintenance or what do you call it? Uh, uh, companies that, uh, maintain, uh, rental properties at long-term or short-term. Right. I have no problem with that as long as it carries itself. Now, uh, if it's not carrying itself, it's not worth buying, but you might find some good deals, uh, in Toronto that may cover itself because maybe they bought these condos for $600,000 and you might be able to get it for 450 maybe, wow. you know, coming up this, uh, this summer. And that. Those numbers may work, but remember, condo fees—they uh, go up every month, uh, every year. They—they they always increase them. Condo fees are expensive, and you got to make sure that your numbers work. What you're going to uh, rent, your rental income versus you know what your expenses are. So, so you got to be very careful on that.
2: We will keep an eye on another couple of topics when we come back, including, can my landlord stop me from smoking in my apartment units? That and more coming up here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on
0: 900CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CH. Our house is a very, very, very fine house With two
1: cats in the yard Life used to be so hard
2: Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samperin with Rob Golfie, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, The Golfie Team. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, The Golfie Team, 905-575-7700. Again, that number is 905-575-7700. Or online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I com. They're also all over social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, hey, if you want an instant home estimate of your home, go online to golfyhomevalue.com. That's golfyhomevalue.com. Plug in a couple of numbers, and uh, you'll get a pretty good sense of what your home could go on on the open market. Um, interesting question. Uh, you've rented a property. You have picked up the smoking habit. Uh, you're smoking in the unit. The question is, can your landlord stop you from smoking in your rented unit, Rob? What's the answer?
1: Absolutely. Um, a lot of my rental contracts has that you can't smoke in the, in the rental unit. Um, you know, if I have the duplexes, triplexes, um, it because that smoke lingers right through the house, regardless of whether they're two separate units and and everything else like that um, you can, uh, you can actually go to the landlord tenant board and have them stop. Like this is one thing that the, the landlord tenant board will enforce and enforce it quickly. Um, and I, I have got a tenant right now that she is moving into one of my units because she is renting a condo unit and the person across the hall, uh, smokes a lot of, A lot of pot Mm. and uh and it's just going it's going in the hallway it's just so heavy and she can't take it anymore and uh and that and she's moving out of there she's moving out of that unit so so one person caused the problem for another person in that condo complex now i know some condo complexes you know indicate that you can't smoke in the unit you have to smoke on the probably on the on the balcony or or down outside have a, a designated area um i know i have uh, a, a unit uh it's a, uh it's got a commercial unit on the main floor and i got a permanent basement one, one above it and uh the person in the basement was smoking in their in their bait in their basement hmm. and our contract says they're not supposed to be smoking in the house well i got a complaint from the commercial unit on the main floor say, Hey, listen, these guys are smoking. It's come You know, I could, it, you could smell it. I, I called him. I said, Hey, listen, buddy in the, in the basement, said, you can't smoke in, in the basement. Our agreement says that and the people upstairs are smelling it and it's bothering them. And he goes, Oh, okay. You know, you know, like you know, I just had one little cigarette and this you know, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he stopped it. I haven't had another complaint and he stopped. So he's got to, he, he has to smoke outside. That's all there's to it. There's no, uh, no, and 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 I'm sure a lot of a lot of residential people, especially with duplexes, fourplexes, triplexes, uh, I'm sure most landlords indicate that you can't smoke in the unit because it just goes through the whole building.
2: How is this different from having a pet in your unit? Because there's a lot of uh, landlord-tenant agreements that say no pets, and then all of a sudden, six months down the road, the tenant gets a cat or a dog or whatever you know, a budgie. And they've broken that stipulation. Is it is it the same or is it something different? Because, you know, the, the smell of a dog may not travel as far as the smell of marijuana.
1: That's right. It's very different, and you really can't do anything about it. Even though you may have something on the on the contract that says no pets, um, you can't. I just had one of my tenants. Uh, they've been there for I, I guess three four years, and uh, and this is the one with the leaky roof. And I said, okay, I'm going to come on over. And then she uh, uh, up front said, oh, listen, I got to tell you something. I know you said no pets, but I got a little dog for <laughs> our, our son. <laughs> so, surprise. And I go, I go, surprise, surprise. I, well, they knew I was going to see it, right? Yeah. So I, I get to the house, and, and I, I was surprised how well taken care of the house was. Oh, this good. house was immaculate. So I didn't mind. I said, you know what, listen, as long as you take care, as long as this dog's not going all over the house, Take care of the dog. I'm okay. Let your son have a dog to grow up with. Yeah. And uh, but don't um, but but take care of it. Like if you're a, if you're a tenant, take care of it. Clean up after it. Don't don't become slobbery. You'll be able to keep that dog there. But if you have a landlord doesn't want pets, the reason why he doesn't want pets is because people sometimes do not take care of their pets mm-hmm. and do not keep their pets clean in the house. So if you take care of your pet, you clean after him. You make sure it's swept and vacuumed and everything else. You will not have a problem having a pet in in uh, in a in a house, but but the, the bad ones make it they stop for everybody. Yeah. And that's why I have a no pet rule. And you know I do have a few units that have cats and, and, and dogs, but, you know, they get them after. <laughs> That's what they always do.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about a pretty interesting video and the end of an era for Hamilton's City Center. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. One
2: last go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin, with Rob Golfie, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, golf dot com. Call the first ever real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year, 905-575-7700. And check out the Golfie team on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and twitter the uh it's the end of an era in hamilton hamilton city center which has been open for well quite a while now 1990 uh is uh has been shuttered new year's eve was their last day there was a pretty cool drone video that was shared uh, on youtube uh, a few days ago this you know bittersweet it it it, it was good in its heyday it uh, it certainly struggled for a reason but uh, what are your memories rob of of hamilton city center
1: i remember going in there this is it was attached to jackson square mm-hmm. and jackson square was just hopping and and the reason why they built this i think it was part of cadillac fairview and Eaton's built it together there yes. was kind of a partnership building the city center yep. and it was called the Eaton center And they were trying to i guess replic- 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 um, I'm replicate 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 <laughs> replicate uh like the one in toronto yeah. they were trying to do that and have that in hamilton and it And you know what, when they first opened up, everybody went and, I mean, there was so much, a lot of stores and I I think they were busy, but, but it hit the heart of the recession when they just opened and the Eaton's um, hung on, they uh, hung on as long as they could. And they, I guess they closed up in 1999, but that is such, it, it it was too bad that it didn't continue growing. And I, I don't understand how all these people downtown Like it was jammed. Like downtown was just vibrant in the uh, in the '80s. It was just vibrant, and even in the early '90s. But just things started dying off. But uh, but I guess a a a Kitchener Waterloo company bought this uh, parcel for what seventy two million dollars. Am I correct on that, uh, Rick? Seventy two million.
2: So
1: yeah, yeah, seventy two million dollars. So. So they have everybody out of there so now they've got uh i guess they're going to start the uh, the planning of uh building some uh, towers there and they're going to keep the i think they're keeping the clock yeah that's my understanding yes, they, are, they, are. they are keeping the clock there uh, you know what the great thing about this downtown uh with all these buildings going up it's just going to make it vibrant again it's going to have it's nice to see everybody walking in all different directions and they seem somehow get through Get through all the, the heavy traffic of people. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see Jackson Square, you know, just being so busy again. And, and, uh, and I'm sure they're going to do a great job with the towers there. It, it just imagine every time they put a new tower up, let's say it's 30, 40 stories, how many people would be living in there? That's, that's money for people that businesses down, down in and around that area. So, uh, but this probably, I'm not sure if it's going to get started right away. It's going to take about 10, 15 years before you're going to see some buildings up there. So it's going to take time.
2: And and this whole block, yeah, apparently it's going to be like 10 years to complete 2000 residents in this development, which is massive. Uh, That whole block also includes first Ontario center, which is also going to be undergoing massive renovations so much so that for the next two sports seasons, if you will, the um you know teams like the bulldogs the toronto rock um hamilton honey badgers have already said you know goodbye and we're, we're not coming back that that whole block is going to be so much different with a new arena with this huge um you know city center kind of condo unit downtown is going to be it's going to look in, entirely different
1: oh it is it is and there's so much going on like like i said 20 years from now downtown is going to be so changed that you won't be able to recognize it's going to be like the 80s again, fast and vibrant and a lot of people, a lot of businesses doing well down there. It's it, I, I, like I'd say it's, to see the full transformation, it's going to be 20 years, but 10 years, you're going to start seeing that, that that's slowly going to happen, but 20 years. It's going to be like night and day difference from now to 20 years from now.
2: Don't forget the LRT, I think, will be there. <laughs> it's it's almost oh, as... it should be there by then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock on wood. But it's almost uh, it's almost as like what Toronto has gone on. You know, 15, 20 years ago, we didn't see the 7,800 different condo units in downtown Toronto. That the, the skyline in Toronto looks so much different nowadays. Oh, yeah. I remember driving...
1: Uh, I know we don't have much... Time. I remember driving on the uh, uh gardner expressway and you actually could see this that back then it was called the sky dome and yeah. you could see everything you're driving through now there's built so many buildings up going up and remember all the the billboard signs going on the gardner in the in the 80s mm-hmm. there was just like a billboard every 10 feet but i just what what a transformation and that was that was in the uh, how many years ago that's thirty thirty 30 years ago yeah, so yeah. again we're going to see a total transformation in downtown hamilton which is going to be really really great to see and i'm glad i'm hopefully I'm, I'm still i should be still alive to actually enjoy it and uh, and see it myself
2: who knows <laughs> we may still be doing the show by then that'd, that'd be amazing yes Rod, Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Don't forget you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening to The Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900CHML.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.